it's like a scene before the intro even happened. Oh, that's so right. this so is you still do it's the like intro? you jump right so in and you're be, like joining could, the story. This could be our cold open. Yeah, okay, I can't mean, think we just had one. <laughs> right. So does Kristen still say like welcome to the Instagram podcast? My name is Kristen, blah blah blah. He, he yeah, because we still want as, that like, comes pretty after soon. The we cold still open. want we still oh. want Landon to play jazz at some point. Oh, oh when yes. does he do absolutely I don't know. Cue the jazz. <laughs> Answers may vary podcast, not something about opening cold things. <laughs> um, and I hope we got Kristen singing on here too. Sorry, keep going. We did not. Thank that you. It was not recording then. Yes, this is the Answer May Vary podcast, and everyone in the studio, you probably know if you've listened to our podcast before, but in case you haven't, Brandon Miller is here. Hello. As well as Derek Schmucker. Howdy. And Brad Nisley. Hey, everybody. And our faithful producer, Landon Miller. Hello. So. Where were we? <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> yeah, that's where it we is. Were. It's June. It's June, and somehow, okay. So we're we're doing a house remodeling project. Um, our kitchen and dining room is getting remodeled, and I'm not sure. So, okay, all that to say, it's a little bit like camping in your own home because our porch turned into our kitchen that doesn't have a sink, and so we have to get water from elsewhere in the house to wash dishes anyway. And so now a section of our house has AC, and a section of our house does not have AC. And technically, the section of the house that we're in could have AC. I'm just not sure why it doesn't. It's just because there's so many, like... Basically, lethargy. Things fall through <laughs> okay. the cracks when you're remodeling Maybe your that's house. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's put the AC in yet. That's fair. That's just all, yeah. plus, all there is to it. Plus, every time you think you need AC, it rains and gets cold for a couple of days, and you don't need it. I mean, last weekend, I, I was in a climate that we had snow. That wasn't here, but... That's fair. Colorado, we were in Colorado. Yeah. Oh. In the morning, it was what real feel of like 19. 19 degrees when we left, and it was snowing. And then um, by the time we got back to Kansas, it was what 90 degrees or something. Wow, so, yeah, <clears throat> something like that. In retrospect, I should have come and put the air conditioner in as my um, payment for you guys letting us use your lovely studio room here. That would have been nice. Well, I guess since <laughs> no. you didn't, we'll just it's too late. Suffer, we'll all suffer <laughs> together. <laughs> Honestly, I think we just forgot about it. So that yeah, I. Yeah, I think it was fair little, enough. Yeah, it, it happens. An oversight. So, are you ready to go into open for debate, Brad? Or do you want to shoot the breeze a little longer to give you more time to collect your thoughts? No, I that won't help. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, we'll just jump right in. So, yeah, for this time's open for debate, my question is, is simulated violence a problem? And I'll go into just a little bit of a definition for simulated violence. I don't know if that's the correct term, but it seemed like it kind of fit here. Um, basically, anything that imitates violence without technically being being violent or, or hurting people. Um, and so I, I, my mind goes to the entertainment realm, um, either interactive or passive, so that the interactive <laughs> side of things could be paintball or airsoft or whatever the cool kids are doing these days, and or laser tag. Uh, video games would be somewhat interactive, mm-hmm. uh, and then maybe the the uh, passive side would be more the the movies or the stuff you just observe rather mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. being a being a participant. So, so the question is: is are those things a problem? Hmm. As in, wow. are they a problem for society, or as in, are they a problem for what? Well, the let's, let's let's just or? let's start at the at a kind of a broad level. Um, 
what what do you think how do you think it it affects society or is it is it a, a good thing a bad thing or an okay thing or sometimes okay or tell us how you feel mm. so i i will just say what i was like my experience was that a cow <laughs> <laughs> We have the windows open again because it's warm in here, and so you might hear some sounds. Some it's cow farm. Yeah. be cows outside. That's right. right. Good old barnyard quote. Except it's not a cow farm, and it's still cows outside. Well, fair enough. So, uh, where was I? Oh, so my experience, I have, I've had pretty much zero experience with um, simulated violence. False. Never mind what. <laughs> I'll explain later. Keep going. Okay. I've had minimal <laughs> experience, apparently. That's better. <laughs> because uh, I was always taught growing up that you shouldn't pretend to kill people. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't allowed to, you know, weren't supposed to point gun, toy guns at people and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's where I'm coming from. That's mm-hmm. my, been my experience. I haven't played violent video games. I haven't played paintball. I haven't played have been in an airsoft war. I may have missed out. I don't know. But I feel like I've come to the discussion without a lot of inside knowledge, if that makes sense. More just outside opinions. So that, that didn't answer your question at all. But that, that's ex- just, I'm just starting with sure. that. So That's yeah. almost exactly where I would be at, um, okay. more or less. I think you ask, is it a problem? I think the answer is yes. But the tricky part is, is I think it's a super huge like sliding scale of like... I mean, the, like simulated violence could mean a lot of different things, and so I think it's kind of tricky where you actually where do you draw the line on that scale? Right. Maybe it should be mm-hmm. all the way at the bottom. I'm not sure it shouldn't be. Like Chris, I'm sure you've shot a water gun before. True, I have. So there you go. <laughs> yep. Like okay, that, that's fair. Like that's one that I, I probably think, even shot you with a water gun. <laughs> you probably did. Good chance. Like that seems so, that seems very far removed from say uh-huh. like a violent video game or something like that but it's mm-hmm. technically you could count that you could even maybe count wrestling to some degree because it's the use of force how to is overpower that simulated someone. though well because you're not actually trying to like oh oh you're I not gotcha. actually trying to like you're not trying to violent you're not trying to harm the other person you're not trying to harm them you're trying it's to overpower fun, them. but it's similar yeah. to say like They're, you know it's like sense. a nerf war you're not trying yeah. to actually hurt mm-hmm. someone with a nerf dart it's just like it's for play. So, but that's the question. Like, so some of those things that you don't usually think about, Mm -hmm. you could even say a water fight, even without water Mm. guns, is simulated energy, energy, (laughs) (laughs) simulated violence. I don't know. My brain just farted here. So I could share a little bit where I'm at, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I, I probably come from a little bit different place than some of the rest of you in that while I'm not super comfortable, I'm not really comfortable playing very, Graphic, like, um, trying to think. I'm okay with like Minecraft, a little bit of player versus player, hit the other guy or whatever, <laughs> give it, make, make him lose a few hearts. But when it when it comes to like video games with really good graphics that look super real, shooting other people, whatever, I'm not very comfortable playing that. However, mm-hmm. I will say that I don't necessarily mind watching movies that are like war movies, things like that. So I've, you know, I would, I would watch some of that kind of stuff occasionally. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Just to clarify, the line you would draw there is like passive versus interactive, right? I think, I think that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. I would, I would be okay, more okay with passive than I would be with inter- interactive. I'm not quite sure where I come out though. Huh. So that's I have kind a- of, 
Go ahead. Well, okay. I don't. I would probably draw my lines even in a little bit different spot. But I think the biggest thing I thought about in thinking about this is, which is not a good sentence. Don't repeat. I just don't really actually know. Like it's one of those things that it's good for me to think about because I kind of know where I draw the line, but I don't mm-hmm. actually know if that's the right spot to draw the line. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't actually really thought through it a ton. So. Go oh, ahead. and I was gonna say I have played laser tag before, which is super fun. Sure. By the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, so on that note, there have been times where I I look at, you know, laser tag or paintball or whatever, like, oh, that could be fun. But then I, I, I personally, I feel like that crosses a line in, I mean, I know it's not hurting anybody, not really, and but it's just something, the way it, it, it conditions me, I guess. I mean, uh-huh. I, I feel like there's something to that. Um, not saying that people that do automatically they're going to go out and actually hurt somebody but mm-hmm. it feels like there's a, a difference there um oh crud i had a question can i ask you a question well, brad can i yeah go ahead <laughs> okay so go ahead. interesting so oh, yeah. my parentals at one point had a your bit, what <laughs> the rents <laughs> parents we had a hunting game and they, they didn't like it the hunting game got like super like beast attacking man style like it was not not in a huge way but they weren't as big of not like we like weren't allowed to play it, but not as big of a fan of like a lion running at you like, that you had to quickly shoot. Like the blood and Yeah. The- like a lion attacks you, you die if you don't quickly shoot. They didn't like that as well as Gazelle trotting across the plane. <laughs> heart even, shot. Or even lions <laughs> trotting across yeah. the plane. And and I at the time I didn't really understand that. And I still don't know exactly where I draw the line for me personally, but I think thinking a little bit more as I get older, like I could see a little bit how that's a little bit of a faster, like something's at coming at you. You have to kill or be killed. It's mm-hmm. animals. Yes. So you could argue it doesn't make a right. difference, but I think it is still something to think about. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I'm curious yeah. what you would say about right. that. Right. I would, that to me wouldn't even, I didn't even consider it being a problem. Okay. I can see why it's kind of that snap decision. I have to kill this thing or I'll be killed. And it, you know, that could translate to, to humans, mm-hmm. um, it would feel different to me, but mm-hmm. I can I can understand why someone would draw the line there. Yeah, go ahead, Kirsten. What? <laughs> I feel so, like you you were about to yeah, ask a question. Well, okay, I was in. I feel like in saying what how I was brought up, I I wasn't intending to say where I draw the line. Sure, I was uh-huh. saying I was more trying to say this is how I come to the discussion, and that I don't feel like I have. I don't actually feel very qualified to talk about it. Partly because I don't have it. I mean, maybe I'm more qualified because I don't have experience with it. I don't know. But um, I feel like we kind of went into this is where we're all at, which is fine. But I think we could go back to Brad's original question. Is is it a problem? Mm -hmm. I think we're all kind of saying it is a problem on some level, but maybe... To some degree, yeah. Depends a little bit what you're talking about. Um, So I was was doing some very very skim research which is basically getting online for about 10 minutes or whatever but um it i was thinking that there are pretty clear or like that there are studies that show that playing video games specifically violent video games is a detriment to society or you know Mm -hmm. causes more aggression or whatever and it was looking like there were some older studies that would say that but but Maybe some of the newer um, opinions or studies would say, well, maybe a tiny bit, but not really, and hardly enough to to even 
you know, be classified as a small amount of difference or whatever in, in affecting your <clears throat> aggression and behaviors. And for sure, nothing that, that they were linking video games, playing video games with being actually violent, you know, um, in real life. And so, or on a large scale. So I, that was a very, not very well researched, <laughs> um, statement or opinion or whatever but i was a little bit surprised i thought Hmm. i i was expecting to find evidence supporting how it's brought up you know that that it does affect you and your aggressiveness but i I wasn't finding that at least not how i expected to so i could be wrong um and i didn't look into it very deeply so Mm -hmm. take it with a grain of salt and do your own research but um i think that should play into the discussion somehow Mm -hmm. i don't think that necessarily changes where I come out at and what I believe. And I don't think it should. Um, but for sure, if you're talking about, does it make a difference? Is it making society worse? If you're talking about just from a kind of a secular viewpoint, it for sure figures in there. Um, and so anyway, that's kind of some of what I've been thinking. I find that interesting. And I, I did, essentially no research now and so i don't feel like i can speak into what the actual you know if there's more recent studies that that wouldn't necessarily mean that they they do much i i do think that i would have read earlier that um well the idea of in in a lot of the the wars from way back people actually had a hard time actually killing other people um they, they would find guns that were just loaded over and over, not actually shot um, huh. and stuff like that to where it was it was actually really hard for people to, to kill another human being. Um, and some of the, the ways they overcame some of that was with simulated uh, violence or basically interactive models. I don't know if it's exactly video games, but that, huh. that simulated and kind of got past something in their brains that they could then go out and be effective on the battlefield, actually. Landon's, um, Landon's nodding, so he must have heard something on that line at some point, too. I do have... This is from someone else's... Um, a paper that, that they wrote, um, but this would be old old research. So, well, th- this, prob- this would still hold. Um, just looking a little bit here, a study in World War II showed that only 15% of the U.S. soldiers actually fired their weapons. But then... 15? That's what it says here. Um, The military then implemented psychological training to break down their soldiers' resistance to killing, where shooting became nearly a reflex. After that, the firing rate topped 90% in the Vietnam War. Oh, wow. So there's some drastic difference. Something changed. Uh Uh Hmm. Wow, that's really interesting. I I feel like it's kind of hard to separate myself out and try to look at it from a strictly secular viewpoint, because... I don't know, like from a society standpoint, obviously if violence is like misfiring, like, okay, so say if it's carried out in the form of a mass shooting or like domestic violence or something like that, obviously that's not good for society. But then like society does want people who are willing to fight in their battles. And so Mm -hmm. you could say that, you know, playing a violent video game is career training for some people, essentially. So, I mean, obviously, I don't agree with that, but that's kind of interesting. It's kind of hard to, like, separate myself out and say, like, yeah, that's okay, or, or you know, society should be that as bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 
I don't. I can't really look at it from a purely secular viewpoint either because I'm. I don't. Kind of like you said. Yeah, I think I think you're right. You had a good point that that society wants people to fight in war for the sake of a certain cause, but if like I'm not willing to do that as a starting mm-hmm. point, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean. Like I think it makes sense for a military to train their people. Like that's mm-hmm. what they're there for. Mm-hmm. But is that actually a good thing for society in general? You know, what happens mm-hmm. to those people that come out of the, yeah. the armed forces, and how does that affect them, either inside their brain or what they, how they interact with people? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I understand why they do it, but it I'm not convinced it's an overall net positive for society. Uh-huh. Yeah. So can I read a little something that was disturbing to me? Go for it. Uh, plug your ears, I guess, if you don't want to hear this. But no, I don't. I don't think it'll get to. This is this is from. Um, <clears throat> oh, I'm not familiar with this site, so I don't know if I and if I believe it. Yeah, if I endorse them at all. But um, it's an article from the Dana Foundation, and it's talking about um, talking about does you know do violent video games affect people um, and. Uh, they foster violence and it it was talking a little bit about a supreme court decision in 2011 um that struck down a law banning um the sale or rental of violent video games to minors and the reason the law didn't go through was because it was ill-defined um vague and ill-defined had vague and ill-defined language and that violated the first amendment rights of the entertainment merchants anyway and so he so he um talks about this Justice Samuel Alito uh, that that described the the gore that can be in some um, video games in kind of their in the Supreme Court opinion after the decision Um, and I'll just read a little bit from the article talking about this justice said in obvious disgust disgust he wrote that victims are killed with every imaginable implement including machine guns clubs hammers and chainsaws among others Victims are dismembered, decapitated, disemboweled, set on fire, and chopped into little pieces. They cry out in agony and beg for mercy. Blood gushes, splatters, and pools. Severed body parts and gobs of human remains are graphically shown. Some games exploit antisocial themes, he continued. There are games in which a player can reenact the killings at Columbine High School and Virginia Tech. The goal of one game is to rape a mother and her daughter, of another game to rape Native American women. There is an ethnic cleansing game in which players can choose to gun down African Americans, Latinos, or Jews. And that was for for my sheltered brain because I haven't played okay. any of these games. Wow. Was pretty eye opening for me and and um, repulsive. <laughs> I will just be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, can I ask a question on go that? Ahead. How is how are those legal? Because it's illegal to do something that could incite a illegal act. Mm -hmm. Like you can't say something that could incite an illegal act. So like, how is like repeating like those acts or like a a public shooting or something like that? Like, how is that not considered inciting an illegal act? Apparently the language was too vague. I guess I'm not a lawyer, but that seems kind of sketchy. So here's, here's, here's the thing. If you, I'm, I, I think I agree with you, Brad, there is, there's would be evidence that would talk that would suggest there's kind of a point in your brain that you have to get past in order to be willing to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm uncomfortable with us tearing down that, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. point in our brains and, and getting past that. And, and how is, I think, I think from a Christian standpoint, 
I don't know if this is a is a bulletproof argument, <laughs> uh, bad pun, but uh, <laughs> if <laughs> oh, oh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't know if this is a, a good argument or not, but I would argue how is how is um, okay. Say killing ethnic groups in a video game that you don't like. How is that different than sexually fantasizing? Is, mm. Or you know the the thoughts in your mind affect who you are. Yeah. And so, um, even if they're not, even if you're not going out and doing that, mm-hmm. it's still, it's still not good. I would say yeah. it's, it's still sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least, yeah, at least it could be on some level. So, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. that I just wanted to read that because I'm sorry if it was too disturbing for some of our listeners, but it it was eye opening for me. And so, mm-hmm. um, and I know not every game is like that, and I think that there's a difference between playing games, video games like that, and shooting a water gun i think i think they're there's not everything is the same but um but it's good to be aware of i think so yeah so obviously that's a bit more of like the extreme end right. of the spectrum mm-hmm. so like how do how should we feel about i mean this zones a little bit more into our maybe i'm taking this here too fast i don't know it's it's easy for me to jump to like where should i mm-hmm. as a non-resistant christian draw the line um and i think I'll just say this and you can disagree with me and dislike me if you want to, but I think a non-resistant Christian is, I don't know if I want to say the only kind of Christian, but it's, I, to me, that's a really important piece of Christianity. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that cause you're not, not, I don't know if I'm willing to say that if you're non, if you're resistant, what? Okay. <laughs> if you're not non-resistant, what are you resistant? <laughs> Can, can you define non-resistance for some okay. of our listeners who may not be familiar with it? Okay. So with the term, at least. It can be, the line can obviously be drawn in a bunch of different places, but the general concept is not returning evil for evil. So it's the concept of love your enemies, not, um, not attacking someone, not injuring others. Now it can get tricky because there's a bunch of different debates in the area of like self-defense and that kind of thing. But that's mm-hmm. the general terminology for non-resistance. Well, and it would come from the teachings of Jesus about if someone strikes you on yeah. one cheek, you're supposed to turn the other to them, and yeah, not retaliating. Yeah. So to me, that's a really important pillar of Christianity. I don't know if I'm quite ready to say that you're not a Christian if you are resistant, but I think it's a really important piece. And so, like, how, like, where is a good place for us to draw the line? I guess. Mm-hmm. Are you asking me? Well, I'm just asking. <laughs> Derek's been really quiet too, so maybe he should yeah. just tell us where his thoughts are. We don't have to go that question right now. I'm just lobbing that out there. Right, I, and I agree with you that, yeah, non-resistance is also a very important thing to me as well, and that's why I struggle with this, mm-hmm. where to, like like you say, where to draw the line. That's, I mean, it's like, that's the reason that I, that I kind of at least step away from some mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. simulated violence mm-hmm. uh-huh. and yet i'm kind of okay with some so where yeah, yeah i'm 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 all ears too <laughs> it's one of those topics where I, it's really fun to say okay well this is how far i feel okay going so this is probably a good place to draw the line because like <clears throat> i do that too i mean in my brain i mean i like the concept of like a good old paintball or nerf or airsoft war or whatever because it's it's fun i mean i, I haven't really actually done that much personally but like it sounds like a fun concept mm-hmm. or like laser tag or it's something like that competitive and yeah, yeah. it feels like it gives a you a little bit of a rush yeah. that's right yeah anyway mm-hmm. but then it's like okay 
do I actually, so I would definitely enjoy doing those kinds of things, but then I've tried to decide like, is that actually consistent with my beliefs? So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of hard for me to wade through, I guess. Yeah. that I, I agree with you. It's like, you know, what, you know, what really matters. And you can, you can argue that a lot of that stuff doesn't, doesn't really matter. I mean, it's not, I don't feel like it's super, like you're just somehow condemned if you do those uh-huh. things. I don't feel that way. But I do think um, what Kristen was saying earlier factors in here. What we think and what we do affects who we are. Mm-hmm. And hmm. so what you said about, you know, does this line up with my beliefs? Well, am I willing to step back and say, you know, this isn't really consistent? Am I willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. things for for what I truly believe? Um, I think that, I think we need to be at, the very least be intentional or be thinking about those things and not just doing what mm-hmm. comes along and what feels good. Right. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And I think if we're not truly willing to give, give things up, we might have to question how committed we are. Um, Jesus talked about getting rid of appendages or eyes if we, mm-hmm. if they uh-huh. cause us to stumble and, you know, cutting out an activity probably isn't, shouldn't be out of the question. So, uh-huh. right. Well, and, yeah, I I agree with what you said there, Brad, and and I like how what I'm hearing from the rest of you is that kind of I think what we're saying is we don't really know where to draw the line, but there is a place, mm-hmm. and I think that's a pretty important mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. to just acknowledge that there is a place, and maybe it looks different for different people, but yeah, there's there are things to be avoided and the things to give up. Um, Can I throw out a weird thought? Yeah, I just had. If the Bible was a movie, I would absolutely not want to watch. <laughs> so the like, Bible would be a terrible. The Bible movie. would be R plus. Yeah. See, so like that, here, that's here's the other weird, thing too. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I get kind of a weird. Okay, so my general policy, and like I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not like throwing shade at anyone who has a different policy. My thing is, I try to pretty much steer clear of violence. So mm-hmm. would I have a water fight watching? with a water gun? Yes, uh, maybe that's inconsistent. But and have I shot something with an airsoft gun? Absolutely. <laughs> But I like don't play violent video games. Now, if it gets cartoonish, it's a little bit more weird. Whatever. I mean, I don't really play video games, so it's not that hard of a line to draw. Mm -hmm. But like, and I I get uncomfortable pretty fast with like violent movies. Mm -hmm. But then it's like violence. Violence is a part of the world we live in, Mm -hmm. so it can get a little Mm -hmm. weird when it's like okay. So say you're watching like a war scene or something. Like violence is in our world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how much is it like? studying history or how much is it like you're supporting it because right. it can and be obviously okay you know if you watch a movie where someone gets shot that doesn't mean that you support that that person got shot right. it could be your favorite character in the movie that just got shot mm-hmm. now you could argue yeah so that that's what do you guys think about well, that how does that work i think that's a pretty valid point because from what we were saying you could you could draw that oh any violence is mm-hmm. you, you stay away from it not see anything um but to your, I mean, like like you were pointing out, the Bible has some pretty gory things in it too, um, and so do should we? Yeah, should we latch onto that and just really crave it and enjoy it? Probably not, but it's there and it's probably something we should engage with on some level. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple things going through my mind right now. One is. Maybe there's a reason the Bible isn't a movie and it's in <laughs> written form. <laughs> Thank you. Um, like there, I think there are some things about video that we've talked uh-huh. about it. Oh yeah, recently on the podcast actually. But 
um, that affects us differently. And so I think we need mm-hmm. to be aware of that. Yeah. Not saying it's it's necessarily wrong or, or bad in and of itself, but be aware of it. The other thing that I'm thinking of is I try to. I don't always do a great job of this because especially once you're watching a movie, then, you know, why would you stop then? But I try to be pretty cautious and evaluate, you know, what is this violence gratuitous? Or, I mean, is it... Sorry, uh, how would I define that? Is it... Is it just something kind of added in, or I mean, is it, is it, is it the point? Yeah, except for then, if it is the point, in some cases, that means you probably should should back off of it. So maybe I'm, what I'm saying is, it, is is it necessary for the story, or uh, is it a good uh-huh. thing in the story? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, if you, I'm not sure. Do how you have to an describe example? That. Well, I'll go back to the both of Derek and Brandon mentioned um, war scenes or that type of thing, and. Well, I prefer not to watch much of that kind of movie because I want to distance myself from it in some ways. One of the things that I think can be helpful about those things is to bring out the horror of war. Like, war is awful. And I have sometimes just been like, it's... It's hard for me to grasp how people can think, well, this is this is okay. And maybe it is Uh one of those desensitizing things where you watch enough of it and then you kind of get okay with it. But... If if it does help us to grasp some of those things, then mm-hmm. I then and it's and it's and it's uh, well, I was going to say somewhat accurate. I'm not sure how accurate I want it to be because it's probably right. worse than I can even quite imagine. But sometimes that can give us give us tools to be like, oh, I, I now know why uh-huh. why you know we shouldn't shouldn't involve ourselves in those things. So uh-huh. I think there's a time and a place for that. But I also think we really need to be careful, because I think I think when we're when we're wanting it, there's something wrong, at, yeah, uh-huh. inside that's that's going on. So well, I think there there's something to the phrase that's like thrown around a lot these days. But glorification of violence is a different thing than just violence. Yes. there, like there's, I don't know, and that that feels like you can start splitting hairs. But I think in some ways that is kind of. If we want to be honest about it, that is some of the differences there. Mm-hmm. Is it like what mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying? What purpose does the violence serve? Is it part of the of the plot? Is it like frowned upon? Like there's you can have the same scene and it can do totally different things. Whether it's represented as like, oh yeah, this is good, or like this was an awful event. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think we kind of have to keep our thinking caps on. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. And something else that just came to me is that like. So there are two questions you can ask about an issue. One is, what's wrong with it? The other is, what's right with it? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. if, are there better ways, healthier ways yes. to get your to get your thrills, to, to spend your time? There may be things that you can't get in the same way as you can from, say, a paintball fight or whatever. But there's probably other things that could give you about the same feelings mm-hmm. um, that would be healthier for your brain. Mm-hmm. Um and for your spirituality, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so look for those ways. Too. I mean, it may not be a, an all or nothing. It might be, well, not this, but you can do this. This other sure um, thing would be better. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. something to keep in mind, too. Yeah, a lot of the things that we talked about are not essential things. I mean, it's like essentially mm-hmm. entertainment. Uh-huh. And so I'm mm-hmm. not opposed to entertainment, but it needs to be kept in its proper place no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And maybe especially for some of these things... If we're mm-hmm. if we're dealing with with violence, like okay, so where where does this belong? Should mm-hmm. I be involved in it at all? Is it is it a little okay? Um, 
being intentional um, and and thinking about what we're doing instead of just t- today's stuff just comes at us right and mm-hmm. so easy to yeah. access stuff right and so I think I think being intentional is going to be super important for us to to stay in a good place doesn't quantity play a role like I, I don't think it's necessarily the kind of thing where it's like you accidentally watch a movie that was more violent than you expected it to be and then you're like instantly just desensitized to violence mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. Yeah. But it's kind of, it's, it has to do with what you're, what you're seeking or what you're yes. investing your time in, I guess. Yes. That's, yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. point. It's a little bit like eating a candy bar. Yeah, there you go. Uh, once a week or mm-hmm. eating three candy bars a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yep, that's, that's a good way to put it. Can I throw in another something here? Sure. Um, yeah, I know we're running out of time, but I'll, and I'll try to keep it short, but I, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty important that um, that it gets said that it's not that you shouldn't fight. It's just that you shouldn't fight people. Hmm. Um, and okay. the reason I say that is because it's it's built into. Okay, so we're all we're all men. It's built into men to fight. I think. Mm-hmm. But Jesus tells us how to fight, mm-hmm. and it's not against other humans. It's supposed to be in the spiritual realm. I mean, it talks. The Bible talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think we often, I think we can sometimes lose sight of that. And I think there's a, um, I think spiritual warfare is real. And I think we need more people who are um, plugged into fighting in that way. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't mean that in a in a super mysterious. What is that kind of way? I mean that in. Following God, mm-hmm. getting behind Him. Um, I mean, He's our He's our general, He's our commander, and um, there's there are battles to be fought for the kingdom of God that have so much more um, weight behind them, and mm-hmm. and also huge rewards with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the bright side is you're fighting from a winning, right, from the winning side. So. Can't lose. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, good. Yeah. I like that, and and I, I think it actually ties in in another way. I mean, I think it's important for us. Like, we can get pretty passive, and so I'm mm-hmm. glad you really uh, you talked mm-hmm. about that because we can say, "Well, I don't fight." Well, then I just don't do anything. Well, right? There are ways that we do fight. I yeah. mean, it, it's important. Um, I'm not gonna fight, so I'm not gonna put in the AC either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's going on here. Okay. <laughs> um, you didn't have to say it like that. <laughs> But then I think it ties into, like, I just talked about a lot of the stuff that we talked about being entertainment. And that's one uh, of the concerns uh-huh. I have with entertainment. It, it draws our focus away from the important things. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's bad, but, you know, that candy bar, if it becomes the main thing, then we really aren't going to be fighting the real battles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think we get really passive and we get, yeah, we just get off track when yeah. we mm-hmm. indulge in those things all the time. And if you want an excellent movie to watch on that, watch War Room. Have you all seen it? Yeah. I think yep. I yeah. that, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's right. Yeah, that's good. Am I supposed to wrap this I up? I think so. I don't know. Okay. I suppose. Well, um, Go for it. Thanks for your discussion, guys. And I think we all acknowledge that it's not like super clear cut, but I mm-hmm. really hope people do think about what they're what they're doing, how much they're investing in it, and what it's doing to them. How does it line up with their beliefs? Um and yeah, I think we can we can all benefit from from being intentional about those things. Mm-hmm. P.S. If you thought the lines your parents drew were too strict, and you're now 
more on the like thinking for yourself, like or more in your adult stage, you should go ask them why they do those lines. I should probably Ooh, do that. I, I that's think that'd like one hundred percent. I think that'd be that's an interesting idea, one. and just see like what they have to say. Yes, because then you're bouncing ideas off other people, and they can influence. And you, and the that's worst good. thing that could happen is they give you a dumb answer. That is the like that's the worst yeah. thing that could happen. So that's you right. might as well. They might give you a really good answer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. great idea. All right, thanks, guys. Yep, thanks, Brad. Welcome back from break to kind of spicy. Um, I guess I'm taking over the hosting chair for now. I so guess we're going to go with the um, kind of spicy loop, but this time we're going to mix it up. And actually, before I mix it up, I just, Kristen gave me the look that said I was forgetting something. You were I, forgetting something. There's a whole reason I let you introduce <laughs> the segment. <laughs> this is actually, sadly, our last, not podcast, last uh, segment for this episode because we are taking a little bit of a reevaluation slash break i guess you could say um there's a couple of reasons for this one is some of the feedback we've gotten we've heard from several people who said that our podcast was a little long for them um so we appreciate your feedback and we're taking that to heart and gonna uh try things a little bit differently mix it up a little bit so we're gonna shorten the podcast a bit for the next i don't know at least this episode probably next episode maybe the next one somewhere in at there. least june and july at least yeah. june and july probably um and so, so that we're listening to some feedback. The other thing is that our lives are getting super busy because it's the summer. So it's just the time of the year where by the time we're doing open for debate and kind of spicy and another segment and then trying to do Patreon on top of that makes the evening go really long and also creates a lot more preparation um, needed there. So what we're going to do is we're just going to do open for debate and kind of spicy for at least these two next two po- like this podcast and the next one. Um, it'll shorten things up a bit. It'll give us a little time to evaluate how we want to do it from there. Um, let us know what you think, please. You can message us on Instagram at Answers May Vary Podcast. You can um, text 620-200-1693, or you can email podcast at gmail.com um, with any of that feedback. Sound good, guys? Did I miss anything there? Nope. Sounds good. Sounds we, may good. Would, we would actually like to hear feedback because if there are a bunch of people who think it's too long, then we'll try to like shorten it up yeah. for good. Mm-hmm. And if... Most of our listeners are like, no, we like listening to you for a good solid hour and a half. Then we want to hear that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep. And also just like, so you know, we may also try some other forms of shortening it too. Like mm-hmm. right now, we basically, we do time it, but we basically just time to see how long we happen to run versus like, <laughs> okay, we're doing this segment for this long. So we could mm-hmm. be more strict with our times. Mm-hmm. We might try that as well, depending, depending how it goes. So anyway, so just so you have a heads up that this is the last segment for this podcast, but still... You can find us over on Patreon for some bonus content. Um, so I have my little random picker here, and we're going to see who has to go first for the kind of spicy stuff. So not even hand-picked picker, by you. Picker's okay. picking. Brad. Oh, gets to go I first. knew it was going to be me. Okay. So, <laughs> so unprepared it's for always, this kind of It's always Brad. <laughs> Sorry, Brad. You're up. It's all good. Okay, so I have a question <laughs> for you guys. Actually, I have two questions, but I'll save the one for, for later. Um, so the, the first question is, did you know that there is a kind of horse that once it leaves its country, it may not go back? What? What? 
that's that's what I thought when I heard it. it. I was it like, what is going back? on here? It may not. Like, I don't know what happens if you try to take it back. That's what I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> I should have looked that up. I guess. So, Sorry have you confused. heard? Have you heard of the Icelandic horse? Ooh, no. From it's Iceland? A, yes, it is from Iceland. Good guess. Um, Weird how that works. It's <laughs> actually, um, I guess, technically more of a pony. But it's more pony size, but they call it a horse. So, Is it like long and shaggy? Um, I think some of them are. Because that's it, how I would picture an Iceland yeah, horse to be. I saw some pictures, and it looked like there was a variety of looks. Like they're, they're kind of, yeah, they don't look just a certain way. They've bred them different ways. I think they would look at you with a very wise and stoic expression. (laughs) That may be. I I didn't research that part. Wise and stoic and kind of like blank looking their eyes. Kind of like icy stone hedge, but in an animal. Yeah, kind of. Kind of like they lived through way too long a winter, but they're still here. Ah. (laughs) Sorry, keep going. (laughs) Uh, It's all good. Um, So the reason for this is actually technically no livestock of any species can be imported into Iceland. So that's oh. that's the first thing. Mm. And so yeah, once right. horses leave the country, they are not allowed to return. Um, and par- and the, I think Isn't their animal population just going to die off eventually? What, why is that? Well, mm. and I think I the reason is because basically, well, specifically in the horses, maybe for the whole livestock population, I'm not sure, they're not resistant to a lot of diseases that are in other places. Mm. Uh-huh. And so they're basically like, look, we're not going to bring those things here. We're just not going to do that. It's kind of smart, actually. Yeah, it actually makes it. a lot of hmm. sense. Once I heard the reason, I was like, oh, well, that's that makes sense. Because there's a lot of ecosystems that have gotten wrecked by invasive species, yep, right? Yep, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the reason behind it. The other um, thing that I found out about Icelandic horses is that that's different about them is... So, how many gates would you say that a typical horse have? How many gates? As in, like, speeds of of walking, running. Yeah. Oh, it's four, right? It's walk, trot, canter, gallop. Okay. So, and the the canter and gallop are are kind of maybe sort of the same-ish, but... If there's one thing I learned from Horsopoly, it's that there's four different kinds of gates. (laughs) All right. So, um, and and it... Here's, here's a line from Wikipedia to verify it. It says, although most horse experts consider the canter and gallop to be separate gates, um, on the basis of a small variation in the footfall pattern, Icelandic breed registries consider the canter and gallop one gate, hence the term five-gated, but now I'm trying to figure out what the other two are. Wait, the what? first additional yeah. gate is a four-beat lateral ambling gate known as the... Oh, boy. Lateral as in word, sideways? Tolt. Tolt. How do you say this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, they walk, like they kind of... I don't know. I, I didn't even try to think about how we this is. We used to call that lateral. a saunter. There's a, there's a law. <laughs> right? there's, a, there's a law in Iceland that every single word has to have a G and a Z in it somewhere. <laughs> oh. So the horses are sauntering along sideways. Well, maybe. I can't quite picture the that The sideways one. saunter. Um, let's see. Or, can you horse? read the description again? The, it's laterally... It's four-beat lateral four, okay, ambling four beat. gate. Lateral <laughs> ambling. So they're, no. they're sauntering sideways. That's what it is. <laughs> Seriously. That's what it sounds like. Fantastic. I want to see a video of this now. Yeah, I do too. Where's the other one? Um, ah, that's very okay, strange. Okay, the breed also performs a pace... Oh, no, there's some more words here. We'll just say it's the flying pace. Okay. Um... It is used in pacing races, and it is fast and smooth, with some horses able to reach up to 30 miles per hour. Um, and Even though they're like they're ponies, galloping. you're saying? Well, I or don't know what? how that's different. Yeah, I'm How's not sure. How's that different than a normal horse? I'm not sure. Um, it says not all Icelandic horses can perform this gait. And I don't know how it's different from a... Okay, here... Oh, 
I, sorry, I need to read a little, little further here. <laughs> the flying pace is a two-beat lateral gait with a moment of suspension between footfalls. Each side has both feet land almost simultaneous, almost almost simultaneously, left hind and left front suspension, left hind and right front. Okay, so it's like bada boom. So it's kind of like springing bop, like <laughs> bada pow. <laughs> so it's like springing side to side, kind of. Well, it almost sounds like it. Like it's like, but yeah. then the, the suspension, like. It sounds it's like skipping. Like kind of it's halfway kind of jumping. Like, yeah, sounds kind of like, like a human skipping. If you had had four legs, it'd be kind of like boom, <laughs> boom, boom. How many gates do humans have? Oh boy, uh, I don't know. There's the I just got out of bed walk. <laughs> Is that a walk? That's a stumble. That's sometimes lateral. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, that's getting off track. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it so is. My if next, it's lateral. <laughs> I'm done with the Icelandic horse unless you have other things. Do you things. say lateral? Oh. But I, no, I, do I do have a question that. for you all. They're having their own conversation. Maybe we'll just ask Derek. Okay. I'm walk. sorry, Brad. I'm that sorry. Guy, that's it's a whole other walk is the lateral walk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Keep going. Thank what? you. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> All right. Oh, shoot. Okay. That's awesome. So the other question I had is, so do you guys disrespect. like horses? Yeah, in general. Uh, so I mean, Kristen, yeah, Brandon. You say, like, sure, if they're good-natured. <laughs> no. Yeah, ever since I ran across the argument of would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck, um, it's, <laughs> it's given me a complicated relationship with horses, but I feel like overall, yeah, I like them pretty well. Have you guys... Okay. You just stop reading would you rather Okay, questions. we need to talk about that on the Patreon okay. because I have big opinions about this. All right. There is a correct and an incorrect so, answer, okay? Save it, but... Yeah, I think horses smell funny, and I, I'm not sure about them. But what about what about the velvety nose, Derek? They think you smell funny too. I'm well, sure. I'm sure, but so the feeling is mutual. Yeah, I don't do either like know how horses? to feel about horses. Like, like I don't really like have a big problem with them. Do they intimidate me? Uh-huh. And I don't really ride them or do anything with them. So it's like, as long as they stay in their lane, then we're good. But. You know, I just don't like to interact with them too much. We just, just made it sound like there are horses ambling the streets of our town. Well, <laughs> we used to feed our horse. Generally, there aren't. There's a pasture beside our house. We used to feed the horse or their carrots. So it was a nice well, horse. Like, and it was good Andrew, our, my older sister used to uh, ride horses when I was probably, what, 10? Probably. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Maybe, lo- maybe younger than that, even. Probably younger than that. And so that had, like, I had a little bit of interaction mm-hmm. with horses through mm-hmm. her, and that was a good yeah, experience. Too. So that's probably. Yeah. Where I how I learned to like horses, but I haven't really ridden them much at all or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys ready for the next kind of spicy? Yeah, yep. are we doing random selection still? Who will it be? Yes, here we go. Kristen. Oh, uh, oh. We're not doing random selection. We're just going around the circle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. So mine is pretty short and maybe a little lame, but um, I had this question why do ups drivers always leave their doors open on the truck like even when it's freezing cold outside so i was and the answer i got was pretty i mean believable and kind of what i expected to find i was hoping to get a little more sophisticated Uh. answer but it's basically well, okay, the trucks aren't air-conditioned. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. heated or not, mm-hmm. but probably oh. not. I don't know. I think they have some. They have some heat. They, have some they heat. probably have some heat. They look anyway, like the most basic vehicle ever. They aren't air-conditioned um, because the average UPS delivery person opens their cargo bay doors 130 times a day. So I guess it's a little inefficient <laughs> for air, mm-hmm. I guess. And 
Similarly, during deliveries, drivers leave the passenger door open in order to make leaving the vehicle more efficient, which is kind of what I figured. They just leave the door open because you're stopping, you're jumping out. Mm-hmm. Who wants mm-hmm. to like spend the extra three seconds to open and close the door every time? So, Anyway, but I stumbled upon something else that I wasn't expecting to find. Um, did you know that UPS trucks hardly ever make left-hand turns? I have heard yep. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. How, how do you all know about that? I, I have never heard of this. I've never you heard of this. So no. So an estimated ninety percent of the turns made by UPS delivery trucks are right turns. Is that intentional? And that's intentional, according to the Washington Post. Um, left turns are seen as inefficient because they leave trucks sitting in traffic longer. The logistics company says a policy of minimizing left turns has helped it save more than ten million gallons of fuel over the past decade. Wow. Um, it's also more dangerous usually. That's what they say next. Yes, it's, it's more dangerous. Traffic. You are New York City officials say left turns are three times more likely to, than right turns to cause a deadly crash involving a pedestrian. Deadly. Whoa. So, oh. so they di- just they just arrange their route. I so guess they just yeah. just going in this I, ever narrowing circle, turning right. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't well, know. I assume I'm they, sure they have I assume to, they have algorithms and stuff yeah. that give them a good route and mm-hmm. and they probably have to make a left I, turn somewhere. I'm sure at some point they have to make a left turn, but they try to minimize but it. But it it makes so much sense because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. can almost always turn right even you know, you can turn right on red and Well yeah. Like I don't know. And three rights make a left, so there you go. <laughs> I love Brandon's look. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon's expression I mean, was like, I mean, like, do what? Let me think about that. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, you're right, but also, it feels Also weird. left. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have. I just, it was very short. So, did you research on why their all their uniforms are just like poopy brown? <laughs> No, that, that's a weird color scheme. Just gotta it's say it. the same that's color, color as the boxes. Everything. What can brown do for you? Color. I don't know. <laughs> that was their slogan at one point. Are you Wait, serious? Really? I'm what? serious. What can brown do for you? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, okay. that's <laughs> like as in Mr. Maybe, brown. <laughs> so maybe I'm. Maybe I will I'm say maybe they should invest their money from were, Save Fuel on their marketing department. <laughs> I do have one thing about the doors being yeah go closed ever. Like sometimes in really cold weather you'll be. Almost thrown off guard because the doors are closed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But it's it like, oh, it's like, that's what? interesting. It's like, it's like I, can't a default I guess you do open. close your doors. Do you think they ever run into in that case? Oh, um, that's an interesting thought. It. Probably not. Also, is it just me or are UPS drivers much, 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 much more likely to wear shorts? Yeah, I was almost about, the whole yeah, time. Almost the whole Even year. in cold yeah. weather, and when yes. the doors are open, exactly. it's not just UPS drivers. It's like a lot of. Delivery drivers too. Like I've seen food service drivers. What is it? Really? Every Why? time, cold weather, wind, middle winter, shorts. Why? I guess it's more comfy if you're driving all over. I don't yeah, know, but not as much to get. But, okay, pants turned are around. not that uncomfortable. Just gonna say, <laughs> I, I mean, like, seem to work. In for my me, opinion, at least. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's strange. Whatever. What well, Landon, Landon what has a hot take on this. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> swing Landon a mic. We got to get it. Yeah. Oh, what, oh, oh. what do we got on this one? Okay, okay, so, so if you're driving all day and like you're wearing pants. Imagine how much easier it is if you have shorts to just kind of grab them and just pull them down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, no. Why are we pulling them down? I, that's what oh, I was you're saying wondering. it's a game bunchy. Oh, if they're riding up. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. See, I get that, that. Isn't that why you jump out of the truck every five minutes to unbunch your pants? <laughs> but you don't want to have to be really unbunching and shaking all the way down every time you get out of the truck. <laughs> it's got very weird. Okay, that's kind of spicy, yes? No, I have one more thing about UPS drivers. Oh, yeah. Our UPS driver at work... Um, 
Dan is his name. Actually, oh, he may have retired yeah. now. But you have a person. So sad to see yeah. him go. Yeah, miss that guy. Anyway, oh, he uh, wow. he told me okay. recently that his truck had issues, and it was a very rainy day, and basically the seal around the windshield was not working. So oh, there was water no. dripping in all over. And he oh. showed me a video of it. It was. It was pretty bad. That's so. not great. Hmm. Felt bad for him. Kind of gives you more respect for UPS drivers and what they have to yeah, do, no doubt. go through to bring Amazon yeah, Dan, to your doorstep. <laughs> Dan was awesome, and he did retire just okay. the other week, and so I'll miss him. Yep. He's I'll a good guy. Wow. I kind of wish I had a personal UPS are we, driver. Are we, are we going to get FedEx an honorable mention? They're driving around in plushy vans at this point. So. <sighs> Actually, seems, I like our FedEx driver. It seems too. like there's way more. Nice is it just me, or is there way more old, plain Jane UPS trucks? Like, I feel like. Then there are FedEx fans. Like I feel like FedEx has been updating their fleet more recently. Well, maybe FedEx does not own yes. any of their fleet. It's oh, it all, doesn't. It's all either leased or owned by the driver themselves. Really? Or, Serious? Or by or a, a trans a, a company? Okay. That, I guess a sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. contractor. It's a like a franchisee. Sort of so you're yeah, saying yeah. UPS owns their own rigs? Y- yes. No, uh, UPS. The company owns all yeah. the rigs and okay. hires the drivers. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. That makes sense. Um, yeah, that's what FedEx I mean. subs out all their Okay. Interesting. That's yep. Okay, that drivers. makes sense. Okay. Are we ready here? Let's see what we got. Oh, it's me. Ah. We are going around the circle. <laughs> but my phone doesn't know how we're sitting. Okay, so I'm not <laughs> going to lie. I had very few ideas on what to Can do we for ask Siri spicy. how we're sitting <laughs> no let's not okay. um See if she knows. <laughs> i was running a little dry and i went back through my archives of some options that i discarded and i realized that most of them were discarded for a reason and i didn't really come up with anything i liked so i went to the well, old you're Google. the guy that always has two or three well yeah but this is why you shouldn't use know. two or three anyway i'll shut up okay well they're kind of mid-tier <laughs> did i talk about the bugatti already no nope i thought Go about talking it. about I that hear, one I hear okay well there's the bugatti. a bugatti so bugatti had to launch a recall for their vehicles. This is like oh, a super like high-end yes, sports car, yes, correct? Yes. So Bugatti is like super, super high-end. So they recalled the one car <laughs> to tighten its screws. That's what a Bugatti recall sums up to, basically. Hey, hold up. <laughs> like all of the screws? I think <laughs> which one? Bugatti sells roughly, I want to say it was like 80 cars a year. Oh. So they're like oh. super exclusive. So, so the car one, was like $3 million, I like think. Like one car. Oh. You're saying literally one car. Literally their recall was yeah. one vehicle. To make sure the screws in the front end were tight enough. That was a Bugatti recall right there. So Ooh, I thought that was right. kind of Hello. interesting. And but probably the guy was mad about it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I th- I not, don't fact check me on those because well, I may have gotten the number of Bugattis. That's just what I have. For if my we memory, have one but. rule in the podcast, it's don't fact check ever, 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 ever. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, maybe not quite, but <laughs> roughly somewhere around there. Um, <laughs> Derek's like, I don't know if I want to put my name behind that. <laughs> Okay, but that's not what I decided to go with then. I found an article that really did fascinate me, though, so I'm going to go with this. There was... um, It actually ties back in with our last discussion. Uh, Sorry, I shouldn't stop my sentence like that. But we were talking about value, and we were referencing the Mona Lisa because of, like, it's super valuable, but it's not really... You know, it's mostly bestowed. It's not intrinsic or whatever. We were talking about that. So Mm -hmm. there was a dude who decided that was a good idea to go into the loo. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Like, like the, the bathroom? bathroom? <laughs> no, 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 no. The, like, the museum. Oh, I never oh, heard of that. What? The, is it the, oh, loo, that, the loo museum yeah. in I France? Think so. I think so. I, think I can't so. remember. But it's not think, Icelandic. How's it, how's it spelled? <laughs> L-O-U-V-R-E. It's the, I think it's the, yeah. the Louvre. Is right? it the Louvre? The Louvre? Because oh. the Louvre I, is the bathroom. Yeah, I, th- I, don't I think so. We're going to call it a loop. Sure. So he disguised himself as an old woman in a wheelchair, and he went and threw a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa. 
Whoa. What? Cheap thrills, or maybe so, not cheap thrills. did Lana see the story? Okay, Lana did see the story. You might wonder why this was even happening, but apparently in his mind, he was doing it to raise awareness for the Earth, supposedly. What? So The Earth needs cake? No, it was the idea, like, people are destroying the Earth, and the Earth is Mona Lisa, so he threw a piece of cake at the Mona Lisa. He did also get My arrested. My brain hurts. What? He also got arrested and then checked into a mental asylum oh, afterwards. Th- th- That's yeah. makes some sense so, to me. Ba- back up. The Earth. I Mona get it. Lisa I equals the analogy Earth. broke down. His, his was, quote was this. Think of the Earth. There are people who are destroying the Earth. Think about it. Artists tell you. Think of the Earth. That's why I did this. That's what he told the Associated Press. Now, here's my thing. I'm like, this dude, there, there wow. are definitely things wrong with how the Earth is mm-hmm. functioning. You know, there's pollution in the oceans. There's, you know, deforestation. Those are real things. But, like... I just don't think throwing a piece of cake at Mona Lisa is going to solve those problems. Well, but bring awareness, you know. But I think most people just thought I, he was an idiot. Well, okay. <laughs> that, that may be, yeah. may Why be the case anyway. Why did he disguise himself? I don't know. It's a bit of a low blow to, like, dress, <laughs> dress up as an old woman. I don't know why. Yeah. Why can't he just Oops. walk in there as himself and... Well, maybe if he was caught cake. on camera, then he didn't think... I don't know. Did he think he wasn't going to get caught? Like it's it's okay for an old lady in a wheelchair to eat cake in the Louvre, but that, not that's a, probably like what a, it was. It's a like healthy young she man. She brought her Tupperware of cake. He's like, oh, you yeah. can take that, and that's not not a problem. You, you might yeah. wonder why there was glass in front of the Mona Lisa. Well, it's pretty obvious, but there was apparently there was it was put there after the 1950s when there was an acid attack on Mona Lisa. Someone oh. like threw acid oh. at it, so oh. that's why they put the glass there. Um, but I didn't know that back in like 1911, it like disappeared from the museum for like two years, and like no one knew where it was until someone tried to sell it, and then it got yeah. recovered. Oh, so hmm. it was, I didn't know it was stolen. Either. Yeah, I didn't know that huh. was actually a thing, but hmm. apparently, so I thought it was kind of interesting. But okay, the other, my other theory for why he did it, besides being a bit crazy, was maybe he got dared to do it, and I was wondering like, what have you guys done that was crazy for a dare? Have he does have two anything? of them. This is the second one. Well, this is kind of the third one. Well, so no, it's the third the, one. We talked to the Bugatti then. <laughs> so he's, to, like, let, me, let me get this straight. Yeah. You're out of kind of spices, but you still managed to bring three <laughs> yeah, of them. That's, that's my question. Well, okay, I wasn't Fantastic. going to bring the Bugatti and then you guys like maybe do it. But like, have you guys, are you the type of people who like do dares for money or uh, other stuff? Like, Not very often. Hardly I mean, I'll do like, I'll be honest, I'm kind of a boring person. Okay, yeah. I Sometimes that. I do <laughs> weird things late at night. Yeah. In a group oh. of See, friends. Like, have I maybe you done like. Have to maybe be dared, but almost more just like, oh, you could do this, right? Have you done like the They're squ- like, they make a suggestion. Like, oh, sure. Why not? Let's try that. Derek, you would for sure do weird stuff for money. You just strike me as that kind of person. Yeah, I think so. I had friends back in the youth group. They're still my friends, actually, but that would definitely <laughs> do things for money. Like, like, have you ever done the swallow the goldfish thing? Oh, no, no, but I, I might do it. That's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I don't Sorry. know what, what it involves, but it sounds swallowing like swallowing a goldfish. A goldfish I feel so. like Derek was always the person we could get back in the day when we were like on the front bench at church. We could convince Derek to do like the crazy stuff. Ah, when you were 12 years old. Or what? Well, no, not up there on the front bench. I'm just oh. saying like you were the person who was like a little easier. Like the group. That, well, you did like a blind date one time. Yeah, I mean, what's the downside? Well, th- that's what I'm saying. You're one of you're one of those people. Wait, that can get convinced that, is that stuff. wait? What is that a crazy thing that none of the rest of you were doing? It's, or it's what? just not. Like, well, that wasn't not, playing okay, it cautious. Was not on the front. That was not the no, twelve year old days. No, that was oh, not okay. the twelve year old days. But <laughs> oh, good. I'm trying to think. I couldn't actually really think of anything. Like, I will, given the proper amount of money, I will do it. But it has to be kind of like worth it. Does that make sense? Right. Like, I'm not the type of person. Where you don't like being controlled into things. 
It's not the kind of thing. Well, that, but it's not the kind of thing where someone's like, "I'll give you a dollar if you do this, and then I'll just do it." Like it's right. got to be worth it. That makes it. sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. But anyway, that's all I have. So let's see who nice. else is going to be doing kind of oh, spicy tonight. Is it we will, or Derek? We're going to get our little picker thing out here, and we'll see who could be last. Oh, it's Derek. Oh, oh Derek. no kidding. As as if there were more people in the studio. <laughs> okay, I was going to do a little a little kind of spicy on. Running actually, Ooh. and be- and the, well, the reason I thought of it was because a small group of us actually did a five k run just the other day, mm-hmm. and it was a uh, it was a really good experience, and we had a lot of fun, and we had a good group, and we went down to Wichita and ran with about a hundred or more other people, and yeah, it was great, and then I got so- to thinking about it. Uh, there are actually a bunch of health benefits for running mm. that I didn't even know there were that many health benefits. But let me look them up a little bit. So, so I have a question: Was this yeah. still part of your seventy-five hard? No, are you done with that? I, it's I a byproduct. For, I, a byproduct, yeah, exactly. Okay. But tell us your time. Are you are you uh, done? Are you no, done with seventy-five not, hard? Oh yes, yeah. That's that's been yes, over. Yes, yay. yay! That means you can eat the Doritos that landed brought. I have been eating them. They're <laughs> <Nice>. quite good. <laughs> Sorry, uh, back to your other thing. Well, actually, yeah, my time. I mean, I I'll, I don't think it's that great of a time. It's pretty good, pretty good time for myself. It's but a it's pretty good time. Twenty six thirty three. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Pretty good. That's a good time. That's solid. So, yeah, I felt pretty good about it. But I had done. I had the advantage of having ran about a full five k about three or four times before that. So, mm-hmm. uh-huh. well, that's what you want. So that, what? <laughs> why do you? Why are you talking like that? <laughs> I'm not talking like yeah, that. Something it is not intentionally. <laughs> go ahead, Derek. That, that's really throwing me off. It's all good. Uh, Get that out of your mouth. That belongs. I don't care. That you look like you have a water <laughs> dip in We're there. We're not talking about this, guys. Keep going, Derek. <laughs> Brandon has like a little like rubber. I do not twist tie thing in his mouth. He, he used to. did. He pulled it out. He did. Go uh, disinfect it. <laughs> I will later. But believe it or not, I was just looking this up. Here's on webmd.com. So How, it has to be correct. Absolutely. Hey, keep rolling. I don't see what's the downside. So, so better cardiovascular health. Ooh. You, know, you, you have lower risk of cardiovascular disease. Let's see. Hmm. A, a, it uh, lowers your resting heart rate. Interesting. So basically strengthens your heart, right? Isn't that what that means? That sounds... Yeah, because it, it, it takes more... Less, mm, more... A more efficient more pump yeah. per right. pump, I yeah, guess. Exactly. Because right? the higher your heart rate when you're resting, the weaker your heart is. Gotcha. gotcha. I think. Yeah, because that's, that's like work a, harder to keep up. It says it can improve your sleep quality. Oh, that's interesting. And your knee and back health can be improved. Huh. Improved memory? Wait, wow. knee and... So, I'm like make it worse. Oh, yeah, no. It seems it says, also like maybe depends how you run too. It, yeah, I think yeah. Technique, I think maybe who you are. technique has a huge part of it. Yeah, if you already have problems, it mm-hmm. could make them worse. But yeah. running probably strengthens your core to some degree, was doesn't it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would think it would, and so that might strengthen your back hill. Sure, that's true. Oh, it it says it it can help you have fewer colds or viruses. Okay. Huh. 
I've heard that running is like huh. sneaky good for your mental health, which is kind oh, of I can a, believe that. Yeah, kind of a, like, oh yeah. That's, I don't know. That it's not really surprising, but it's just like it's actually there's like way it's way more linked to like good mental health than what you might think. That's good. Yeah, actually, yeah, better. Well, here's one thing. So improved memory. So that's part part of it probably. And then here it says better mood and energy. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And then it. Somewhere here it said it even has. That must take a while to hit that stage because whenever I go run, I don't usually get better mood or energy. Yeah. And I, okay, I would I would share a little bit on that because that was. Thanks for bringing that up because. I I always thought I wasn't good at it or I was I was just never going to be a good runner, uh-huh. and I still maybe am not a good runner, but I just always thought I would hate it and I just did it because it was good for me, and then I often didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But now I've kind of. I feel like I've got over the hump to where I actually look forward to it. Uh-huh. And oh, wow. it's kind of invigorating in some ways. Yeah, it? and it's like it's a little bit difficult while you're when you get to that last mile or that last few hundred feet or whatever it is <laughs> to push through and get to the end. But once you're done, it's the yeah, just the invigorating and incredible feeling that you get. Sorry, our producer is giving us signals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh it just makes you feel incredible. Like, and I usually do it first thing in the morning. I don't know how, if any of the rest of you prefer. That's, yeah. Actually, the last time I seriously ran, it was more often late at night. But uh-huh. I recently I've done both started ways. running a little bit and then faded out. But it was in the morning, and that seemed like a good time. I, I'm not, I, I like, r- yeah, go ahead. Well, I haven't run for a while, but when I did do some running, it was in the morning. Generally. I like the morning better than the evening, but it's also harder for me to find time in the morning than in the evening. So Yeah, mm-hmm. it requires getting up mm-hmm. very much before you go to work, and then that's difficult. But you feel awesome when you go to work. Oh, then. yeah. Yes. You feel great. It, it you feel sets the awesome tone for, your for the day. rest of the day. Like, mm-hmm. way less tired and just energy for days. Well, you feel like you're like rolling out of bed just like accomplishing something instead of feeling Mm kind of like if i can do this i can do anything else (laughs) right right exactly yeah so i'm not saying that running is the only thing there's plenty of other good activities like cycling and and if you do end up having leg trouble when you're running just turn to cycling instead or 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 break it up a little bit there you go. Or install a pool and swim. Wait, Hold absolutely. Hold up. If you get leg trouble, you're supposed to break it up a little bit? Yeah, like runners. <laughs> okay. There goes fun. Okay, fine. Sorry. Break a leg, fellas. Okay, there you go. Don't break it. Break up the rhythm by doing some other activity that's not so hard on your joints. Mm-hmm. Or because running can be hard on your joints. Yeah. Or else use like a bit of a different lateral gait. <laughs> maybe a... Maybe a Maybe a four-beat lateral <laughs> going to yeah, a sideways does. saunter instead. <laughs> uh, use a trot. I, speaking of cycling, I'm planning to do quite a bit of cycling here shortly. Yeah. Right. You need to oh, use that whoop, for whoop. your next month's kind of spicy. Do I? What am well, I supposed to say? You'll have to give it. I th- almost thought maybe you would bring it up. Yeah. But, but you can bring it up no, next I don't month. Know, I'll do it next so, month since I'm an expert. So for, for those uh, <laughs> for the listeners who are in the dark, I'm planning to bike across Kansas with like a lot of other people. Um, next week. Anyway, so that should be fun. But what what should I say about it if I bring it next time? Just like just like how did it go? Tell, yeah, what did you like? Share your what was terrible? Give some history of the ride, and you mm. know, just all sorts of all good the things. things. I should I'll consider that. Yeah, absolutely. See what we can come up with. Yeah. 
Okay, well, is that everyone good in the kind of spicy part of it? Are we just going to go ahead and wrap this podcast up? I think we should, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, thanks for the good conversation, guys. I feel like we covered a lot of ground in various topics. Did anyone else have any, like, tidbits they want to jump in with or things that they felt like we didn't resolve from earlier or bonus content? I don't know. I'm leaving with some, with a challenge to... Be careful about my entertainment and make sure it's doing good things to my brain and not bad things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just enjoyed the discussion again. It's, yeah, it's it was fun to discuss things and always is. Yeah, I'm actually my kind of my one of my takeaways is from Derek's kind of spicy is that I I have ran in the past not a lot and I never really like it but I feel like you're right there are a lot of good benefits so I kind of want to give it another try yeah honestly know. I'm feeling a little bit like I should or be maybe cycling again. I'm not like sure I want to. Okay. should yeah. we have an ultra call <laughs> yes. I mean, pl- hey, please don't, please don't hardcore shame me next podcast. You should, you should try cycling. You should go get a road bike. I you really like should. Well, borrow Derek, mine. It's Derek's just, just got a road bike. Okay, we might have to cover this later because this that's gonna be a whole other conversation. It's hard for me to commit. I feel like. Well, here's the thing. Think of it this way: yeah, you can try it for a year and uh-huh. resell the bike without having lost much money because they hold their value more. Well, than that's something. very yeah, If you buy a used one, like some of us do, right? Exactly. <laughs> Not if you buy a new one, but or I sure. could just play more pickleball, which also is fun. Well, that's also man, but fantastic you can't play by game. yourself, which is tough. Uh, hmm. You can anyway. cycle by yourself, and you can. Well, run. I guess that it's is true. it for. <laughs> Okay, that's that's all for Answers to Me Barry. Let's close it out, folks. See ya. Bye. Yep, take it easy. Thank you for listening to the Answers May Vary podcast. Our producer today was Landon Miller. Our host is Kristen Miller. Co-hosts are Brad Nisley, Derek Schmucker, and I'm Brandon Miller. If you like what you heard, please go leave us a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash answers may vary. And while you're online, go ahead and find us on Instagram at answers may vary podcast. We would also like to hear any feedback or question ideas that you would have for us. You can send all of that to answersmayberrypodcast at gmail.com. Okay, can I hear it? <laughs> <laughs>